0: their neck not knowing what in the world we're going to do now hey they going he's going to kill us i know we, we're dead meat there ain't no way out what are we going to do and all of a sudden the wind starts blowing Amen. all of a sudden the, the water starts moving and, and 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 it starts moving one direction and and then the other starts going in another direction all of a sudden there's the i-95 right down the middle of the red sea <laughs> wouldn't that have been cool You know, we look at that and we read it like it's a fairy tale. You know, Spence, that's the same God we serve. Now, if He can make an interstate highway in the middle of an ocean, what do you think He can do for you? God can make a way. Amen. that don't do nothing, that fires me up. Amen. We're in 1 John chapter number 1. 1 John chapter number 1. If you will, stand to your feet just a moment. We are continuing what we started last week on the subject of fellowship, the importance of fellowship, facts about fellowship. Why do we need to fellowship? Why do we need to come together? Why is there no such thing as a healthy long-ranger Christian? What is a long-ranger Christian? One who thinks he don't need nobody else. He's not a healthy Christian. And I will, we'll talk about that here today. 1 John chapter number 1. Uh, verse number 1, when you get there, say amen. That which was, this is This is the Apostle John, uh, this is the one, the disciple who laid his head on the on the chest of the Lord, the, the, the disciple whom the Lord loved. He is speaking to some people who never ever seen him, never heard him, never touched him. All oh, they heard of him. But John says, I know he's real, I saw him, I heard him, I touched him, he is the real deal. And he said, we're telling you this in verse number 2, He said, For the life was manifest, and we have seen it. And bear witness, and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father, and was manifested unto us. That which we have seen and heard, declare we unto you, that ye also may have with us, and truly our is with the Father, and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And these things write we unto you, that your joy... Hallelujah, right there. That's what a lot of us need some more of. That your joy may be full. This then is the message which we have heard of Him. Let's not miss this one. And declare unto you that God is light. He is light. Light is the opposite of darkness. I mean, He don't even have a shade. Are you all with me? He's all light, all holy, all pure, all righteous. In Him is no darkness at all. Not not any. I'm talking about not any, no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. I like this one. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. All them birds running around saying, when you get saved, you won't never sin again. You won't never fail again. You won't never fall again. Boy, that'll choke them to death, that one verse right there. It says, but if we do, hallelujah, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. How many of y'all glad of that? If we say that we have not sinned, we just, we have made him a liar and his word is not in Lord Jesus. Help us today. Oh, Father, please anoint me, not because I deserve it, because I need it. God, help me to help them. Help us to help each other. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Church, say amen. <clears throat> Some people just don't get it. How many of y'all understand what I'm talking about? Have you ever run into them folks that don't matter what you say, don't matter how many times you say it, they just don't? Get it. You try to tell them, you try to help them, but they just don't get it. How many of y'all have met people like that before? Uh, the, lion, uh, the lion was going through the jungle, and, and he went up to the bear. He, he wanted to assert his authority and his power and, and who he was. And he looked at the bear and said, Who is the king of the jungle? And the bear said, Oh, mighty lion, we know that you are. You are the king of the jungle boy, he got proud and roared and ran down and now he found the tiger and went up to the tiger and said, who is the king of the jungle? And the tiger says, well, you are your lordship. Everybody knows that you are the king of the jungle. He goes and finds a big old elephant. And he says, who is the king of the jungle? That elephant wraps his trunk around his neck, picks him up and slams him three times on the ground. Bam, bam, bam. Throws him in the water, drags him through the water, stomps on him with his feet, and then throws him up on the bank and looks at him. The lion gets up, staggers up, bleeding out of everywhere, and looks at the li- the, 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 he looks at the elephant and says, look, man, if you didn't know the answer, you didn't have to get mad about it, amen? What's wrong with that lion? He just don't get it, amen? Now listen, everybody thinks they know what they need. Everybody has an idea. The Bible says there is a way that seemeth right unto a man. And I have have talked and I have preached and I have encouraged... I have counseled and I have told people, listen, you cannot lay out a church. You cannot skip fellowship. You cannot ignore your brethren. You need me and I need you. God said, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. You need to be gathered together on a regular basis because the world you live in is full of hell and you need to get around God's people. Say amen. They'll lay out and fall out and give out and, listen, freak out and wonder what in the world's happening. They just don't get it. Listen, Jesus set up a program. Jesus set up a plan. He laid it out. He knew the world we'd be living in. And when He went back to heaven to prepare our place, He gave us a Holy Spirit, the Comforter, that to guide us and direct us. But He gave us something more important than that. He gave us the church To help us be what we need to be. We talked last week. We talked last week about what God gave us to promote fellowship in our life. Uh, Fellowship and encouragement and blessing. He gave us three things. How many of y'all remember that? The first thing He gave us was the Christ. Say that with me. He gave us the Christ. Aren't you glad the same God that's in me is the same God that's in you? Listen, He is in me, He is in you. Listen, His Spirit dwells in us to promote uh, kinship and friendship and fellowship and have a family sense and atmosphere. Say Amen. Listen, He gave us the church, or excuse me, the Christ. Then, number two, He gave us what? The church. He said, on this rock, I will build my church. He had a reason for the church. He had a reason for the church, and that's for us to come together and to glean from one another. It's it's so we could come together and encourage one another. He said, listen, lift up one another. Bear each other's burdens. Are you all with me? Two things, the Christ and the church. But then number three, he gave us the cause. He gave us the cause. We can rally around. Have you ever noticed, have you ever noticed, It's a whole lot easier to get pumped for something if you have something to get pumped for. How many of y'all have ever been in school and and, and something happened to a friend of yours? Somebody jumped on a friend of yours or or a couple people piled up on a friend of yours and, and, oh, that was a bad mistake. I could slap my brother around all I wanted to, but don't you do it. Anybody with me on that? Listen, you have a cause. 911 was the cause. The Alamo was a cause. Are y'all with me? Listen, these are things that bring people together. What is our cause? Our cause is this, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. There are people that's dying and going to hell every day, and God put a desire in and should every Christian should have this desire. Paul said, "My heart's desire and prayer for Israel is that they might be saved." He said, there is a cause that I fight for. There is a cause that I work for. There is a reason that I do this. I've been beaten. I've been kicked upon. I've been lied about. I've been thrown in prison. I've been in shipwreck. But I have a cause. Hallelujah. And that cause brings us together. But listen, today I want to share with you just two things. I said I was going to be short last week and preach an hour and ten minutes, so I cut one point out. Say amen. But I have seven subs under each one. Amen. So go ahead and smile, Johnny. Amen. Listen, two things, real quickly. You ever notice, you ever notice the generation of today, the generation of today, and it may be like this in all of them, but I know, especially in the generation of today, most people today are, what's in it for? When you go to, when you go to apply for a job, when you go to uh, 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 do this, the first question you ask, are there any, anybody know? Benefit. Are there any benefits? What am I going to get out of this deal? I mean, I'm going to put my life into this situation and I'm going to put my effort, but what am I going to get out of this deal? And that's a fair question to ask. That's a fair question to ask and I want to answer that question if I can. Uh, uh, the benefits of fellowship. We know what God gave us to help us encourage fellowship. He gave us the Christ, He gave us the church, and He gave us the call. But now, let's see, what are we going to get out of it? If we make an effort... If we make an effort to gather together, to work together, to fellowship together, what are we going to get out of this thing? Two things I want to talk about today, benefits of fellowship and the blocking of fellowship. What will stop fellowship from happening? All right, number one. Number one, if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Uh, We see, number one, I want you to see the benefits of fellowship. He said, we're writing these things unto you that your joy may be full. what is he saying then if y'all are not fellowshipping if you're not gathering together if you're not coming to encourage one another you may have some joy you may experience some happiness you may experience some excitement you may experience a little bit of something but it won't be now how many of y'all sit down to eat and eat three bites and get up you are you're not a baptist say amen. most people now we shouldn't we're probably do this to a false Spence, if you agree i mean i know i do I, i've got two suits left that i can fit in and i'd rip one jacket this morning come to church and i'm bitter about it right now amen so i've either got to lose weight or go back to oxford say amen amen why what do we do we sit down till we are how I many y'all know, and you you enjoy it as good as I do, and 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 and, and that 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 spread is laid out there, and and, and 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 you 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 eat, and you say you're full. Man, I can't eat another bite. How I many y'all know what I'm talking about? And then Miss Parsha brings out that big old plate of yum yum. Somehow a miracle takes place. I mean, all of a sudden, there's plenty of room for yum-yum. Are y'all with me? Now, I don't know about you, but I'm the type of Christian, I don't want an appetizer joy. You know, when you go to that restaurant and them little, them, little, them little bitty pieces of stuff, I mean, that, them, them crab things, and, and, and all, they, all they're doing is doing enough to make you mad, say amen. Amen. I mean, you just, oh, it's so good and you want, but they only give you about that much of it. You know, that's, that's what a lot of Christians are enjoying about the house of God. You have an appetizer religion. You say, oh, but it's okay. No, it ain't okay because if you ever get the main course, that appetizer won't be enough anymore. He said, I want your joy to be full. Man, I want everything that God has for me. I mean, I want all the blessings that God intends for me. I want it all that God has for me. Say amen. Listen, the benefits. What do we get out of this fellowship thing? What do we get out of coming together? Hey, write this down quickly. It gives me strength for my journey. I want to read a verse to you. And if if Brother Barnes will put that on the screen, I'll read it. And you can look it up at home. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, Ecclesiastes chapter 4, it will be right here on your screen, Uh, verse number 9, it says, two are better than one, because they have a good reward for their labor, for if they fall, one will lift up his fellow, but woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him up, and again if two lie together, they have heat, but how can one be warm alone? If one prevail against him, two shall withstand him. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. I wrote just a couple of notes down under there. There's, there's, there's four things in four verses that fellowship brings and gives you strength for. He said two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. Listen, fellowship is great for work. For the work. Verse 9, he says for their labor. Man, we've had work days up here. We've had very discouraging work days before. It's very discouraging to show up to church at a work day and nobody else showed up. Are y'all with me? It makes the work hard. It makes the work difficult. It makes the work very discouraging. But boy, there's been days when people piled up and showed up. And man, they all filled the parking lot. And we started giving out things. That, man, I tell you what, that will fire you up. I mean, y'all know what I'm talking about. You get in there, getting there, working together, I, out here working on this building, not working on that back back there when we was up there, people doing this and cutting up, having a big time, talking bad about each other, say amen. That's part of working. Making fun of people who don't know how to use a ruler, say amen. You know, uh, people just come, you know, what, what did you do? Did you bring your pom-poms this morning, son? Did you prepare for work? What did you do? Did you just come to cook? What's well, Amen. That's the best part about working. Say amen. And you can't make fun of people who ain't there. Say amen. Work. Fellowship, it's better for the work. How many of y'all would rather if you had to if you had to put out a palisade? of sod, how many of y'all would rather have two people or you'd rather have twenty people? Why? Because it makes the work easier. It makes the work easier. He said he said, Look, it's better for their labor. In verse number nine. Then verse ten it says, For if they fall, oh man, this is a good one. The one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him up. You know what verse 10 says? Verse 9 says that fellowship is good for our work. But then verse 10 says fellowship is good for our weaknesses. Weaknesses. Now I know, I know there's some in here, I can tell, there's some in here that you got halos around the top of your head, and you think you're God's gift to the ministry, and you, you think that you, won't, you won't never fall. But I got news for you. If you've got human blood running through your veins, you have as big a potential to fall as anybody in the building. And don't ever make the mistake of saying, Boy, I wouldn't never do that. Let him that thinketh he stand, take heed. Take heed. Take heed. Be aware. Be careful. Lest he. Now, here's the deal. Brother Johnny, you may fall one day. Go ahead and fall. On the ground. I'll lift you up. (laughs) Get back down there. Now look, you need me, man. Look here. You know why I need to do that? Because there may be a day... You know what? Most Baptists, most Baptists have a habit of doing. When they fall, go ahead and fall. You're gonna take that to the dry cleaners, amen. I tell you what. I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. I knew it. I knew. I tell. Did you hear about Johnny? You knew it too. Somebody ever told him. I tell you what. If he is really saved, you stay down. <laughs> if he is really saved, that wouldn't happen to him. Tell that to Peter. There's people people that preach, there's people that preach that Peter was not saved when he denied the Lord. But I got a word for you. The Lord said, Whom do men say that I am? Peter said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. You know what Jesus said? Flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. What does he say? And the Holy Ghost has done a work in you. He wasn't real. well. What about that verse that says converted? He wasn't where he needed to be yet to do what God had called him to do. But I'm glad when Jesus came up out of the ground, he said, You go tell the disciples and Peter. Jesus said, Peter just needed a hand. Now, y'all be careful. Yeah, give him praise. Be careful. Be careful. Be careful, because one day the one that's needing that hand—that hand that would have helped you—you you done cut off. That's right. It's amazing what we do, and then realize we just cut off the hand that we would have helped us when we needed it. Why do you need? Why do you need fellowship? Why do you need to come together? Because I need times. I need somebody just to encourage me. Cause I've got weaknesses and I need I need people You know what? I I was called and asked to play in a golf tournament yesterday. And uh Brother Calvert, uh where's he at? Is he, is he in? Brother Calvert, i I met him uh I, I the whole golf tournament was waiting on me to get there because I was late. That's just a real blessing, ain't it? Uh 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 the preacher's the only one late, I and mean, I I I had a mix-up in time. I thought it was eight o'clock, but it was seven thirty. Anyhow, I finally got there. And I walked up to Brother Calvert, and he had Brother Calvert, let's see, Brother Calvert, Brother Johnny, uh, Brother uh, was you with? That's right, Mister Lawrence was with him, and then Brother O'Neill was with him. That was their team. And uh, I looked at him, I said, "Y'all y'all ready? Good luck." He said, "Son, today it's all about the fellowship." Amen. What is he saying? We ain't gonna win nothing because ain't none of us can play worth a hoot. Say amen. Let me ask you a question, Mister Scott. Did y'all have a big time? You had a big time, and you know what? You were sober. You wasn't smoking dope. You wasn't drinking beer. You was having a I don't think you was. <laughs> O'Neal? All right. Amen. You know what? You were showing to a lost world how strengthening fellowship can be. Let me say this, too. Let me say this. i got to say this. I probably should say this later on in the outline, but I, I'm going to just go ahead and say it now. I've, I've, I've played golf since I was a, a junior in, in high school. I used to play all the time. I, I got a job at a golf course and, uh, uh, so I could play for free. Uh, it was great, Spence, I'm telling you. Play for free, didn't care nothing about the job. I just want to play free golf, amen? But I worked at this golf course, worked at it my junior year, senior year in high school, played on the golf team, then went to Bible college and worked at Midland Valley Country Club and got me through Bible college. See, it was all ordained of God. God planned it all out. Anyhow, I, and I, I I love to play golf. I love to play golf. Played, that's one time in my life I played every single day. Dad would preach the morning service, and after he preached, I'd go, I'd play nine holes and come back for the, the, the evening service because if I missed the evening service, he would kill me. Say Amen. So I, 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 I really loved that game. Man, I enjoyed that game. Now, there was something about that game that a lot of people don't understand. A lot of people don't understand, and they're never going to get any better than what they are because they keep playing with the same people they're playing with. Not that it's not bad or good that you play with who you play with, but I found out this. The worst people I played with, the worse I played. But the better people I played with, the better I played. Now, I know that don't make any sense, but I'm telling you, you will go to the caliber of people that you hang around. If you want to play better, you need to hang around people that play better. Now, I'm probably breaking up a bunch of friends right now at this moment. But it just this illustration came to my mind. I said, man, how powerful is this? How come we as Christians will hang around people that's as sorry as Christians as we are? Don't you think we ought to start finding people that wants to be where we want to be? Now, what are you getting at that, preacher? Because there's so many Christians, when they get saved, they still have them old friends out there, and they care about them old friends, and I care about them old friends, but there's something about getting saved. You need to find a new flock to fly with. Because, uh, listen, the the birds of a feather will not only fly together, but they will fall together. I found out this, some of the most trouble I've ever been in my life. I did it with somebody else. It was always with a friend because I never had the courage to be that stupid by myself. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? You know what, I've seen so many Christians, it's not that they were bad Christians, it's not that God wasn't a good God, you kept hanging around that same old crowd. And you're not going to pull them in, you're not going to pull them up. Young people, stay with me now, y'all need to hear this more than anybody. You're not going to change who they are. The best thing you can do is make you the best you you can be. Because if you stay around that other crowd, they're going to pull you right back out in that mess. Listen, I need to fellowship around God's people. Why? Because I may fall one day. I need somebody to help me up. He said not only, not only will he help a brother up, but look what it says in the next verse, verse 11. Verse 11, and again, To lie together, then they have heat, but how can one be warm alone? What's it has to do with? warmth? and it has for comfort. When a tragedy strikes, when a difficulty comes. Man, last year we had, I don't know how many deaths in the church difficult things that just i mean tragedies that blew everybody's mind things that we just couldn't understand i remember when brother bobby had his heart attack boy it blew i, I couldn't I, it was like it was like i walked through the parking lot they called and said he was I headed to the hospital and, and 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 i got up and got dressed real quick and run to the hospital three or four o'clock in the morning, and. Parked in the in, in 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 the parking lot, and I was going through the parking lot, and I seen Miss Carol's son come by me. I said, How's Brother Bobby? And he shook his head and said he didn't make it. And and it, everything went to a blur. It was like, have you ever, have you ever kind of like when you're watching the movies and it's like you just go into another world and, and it's like it's not real? I in my mind, in my mind, I begin to wonder, what did he just say to me? Is that real? What did he just say? And it wouldn't register. Spence, it wouldn't register. And I got there and hugged Miss Carroll's neck and people started coming in the parking lot. People started coming and said, well, they didn't say nothing. All they did is cry with them. You know, sometimes that's all you need to do. You know what happened? Because of fellowship before, when the tragedy struck, it brought warmth and comfort in the time of need. I told you last week. I told you the illustration last week. People say, oh, I can have church at home. I can have church at home. I'll just watch it on TV. Well, when your, when your spouse dies, just grump up there and grab that TV and give him a big old hug. See how much affection you get back. Half the people on TV are nothing but thieves and robbers. For warmth. I remember when y'all was at the hospital. I don't know if you remember, a while back with the baby. And everybody started piling in there. How'd that make you feel? That's great, wasn't it? Listen, warmth. The benefits of fellowship. What am I getting out of it? Listen, it helps me in my work. It helps me when I fall in my weaknesses. It helps me with warmth. It helps me in time of need, of comfort. But then last of all, look here. For Verse 12, if one prevail against him, two shall and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Now what I said a while ago, young people, this is the deal. Satan's coming after you. I don't need to hang with people who are not wanting what I want. Let me see if I can say this and be nice about it. I don't know if it's possible. Young people, if you have dreams and goals for your life, if you have a goal to be a doctor, if you have a goal to, listen, to be a a dentist or or, or whatever it may be, if you have that goal and those visions for your life, you're not going to get there hanging around a bunch of losers. They have no goal for their life. They have no vision for their life. They have no destination. They have no motivation. And all they're going to do is sap from your motivation. And all they do is act like leeches. And they suck off of your life. Amen. I can't help it. Let me just say this a minute. I don't like bums. I'm just not, I'm just, I'm just not, I just don't like bums. My dad taught me to work from the time I was a little old bitty fella, and he, listen, he would put a boot right there. If we did not work, he didn't like it. He didn't like a lazy person. He did not like a bum, and he put that in me. I don't like it neither. The Bible says if a man will not work, he should not eat. Listen, if he ain't... uh, You go on the side of the road, and them birds holding up them signs saying, we'll work for food. Say, come on, I'm going to get you a cheeseburger. They'll cuss you out. Don't be foolish enough to give them money. they got more money than you do. And what do they do? They have no motivation. They won't get up. They won't do anything. They won't go after it. They won't work. So who are they? Somebody's going to have to do it. So they'll hang around y'all and take it from you. You need to get around people that are motivated. You need to get around people who have vision and goals for their life. That's going somewhere. Listen, be careful who you hang with getting ahead of myself, but I can't help it. It's too strong in my heart. I'm sick and tired of seeing young people throw great potential out the window simply because they're hanging around the wrong people. Listen, the benefits, the benefits of fellowship, strength for my journey. Then, then B, let me go on to two quickly because I'm, 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 I'm about done. Write, write down uh, B if you was taking notes. It's strength for my journey and it's the supply of my joy. He said, I've, I've wrote these things unto you. My joy might be in you. Listen, your joy may be full. The blocking of fellowship. All right. How many of y'all know the benefits of fellowship? How many of you know it's a good thing to fellowship? We're going to get some good stuff out of it. All right. Now, what's going to keep this from happening? What's going to keep this from happening? John is writing this letter, and he's saying, this is what you're going to get out of it. This is why we're writing this to you, that your joy may be full. How many of y'all want to have happiness in life and joy in life? Raise your hand. All right, now let me tell you what's going to keep that from happening. Watch this here. Watch this here. The Bible says, the Bible says in in verse number 5, verse number 5, when you get there, say amen. This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you, read it with me, that, say it again, that, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness we and do not but if we walk in the light as he is in the light watch what it says here watch what it says here we have fellowship watch this that didn't say that didn't say with him did y'all catch that it said we have fellowship let me let me give you a news flash If you're out of the will of God, and you're not walking in the light, you're not going to enjoy coming to church. Let me give you another newsflash. The devil's going to deceive you. He's going to make it seem like it right at the beginning. But you're not going to enjoy getting back out in the world, neither. You're going to be the most miserable human being on the planet. Because you're going to try to drink that beer, and God ain't going to let you enjoy it. You're going to try to get on the dance floor and do your thing, and you're going to find out it ain't what it used to be. You got any Bible for that? Sure. Sure. Peter got out of the will of God, just like we have potential to do. He said I'm going fishing. Now, he wasn't saying I'm going to go catch a bass or I'm going to go catch some crappie. He's not saying I'm going to just go do. He said, I'm going back to what I used to be. He saying I have been real good successful at what he's called me to do. I done denied him three times. Here we are, here we are. And, and I'm just going back to what I used to be. How many of y'all felt like that before? Man. It'd be easier for me to just go back and do what it was. I had a whole lot less stress and a whole lot less trouble. I'd just go back doing what it was before. God says, have at it. Be my guest. He fished all night long. Now, I don't know if you know this, but if you fish like I fished before, and you fish all night long, that's very discouraging. Wore out. Now, this ain't casting a rod. Now, that's the tiresome bind up. This is pulling nets. Me and my little brother helped Brother Ryder pull nets one year. Brother brother Bobby Ryder, scariest thing I've ever done in my life. That man bit a fish's head, slam off. Say amen. That's traumatizing for a little fella. Say amen. And just looks at us and has bloodshot eyes. Amen. I said, God, he'll bite your fingers. Amen. Put them nets out and have to pull the nets. They did that all night long. What's God got to do with that? Who do you think told them fishes to swim out that net? Fish swimming right to the net. And God said, ha, huh? you better turn around. You know why? God's not going to let you enjoy that life. Quit trying. Quit trying to keep going back. Quit trying to go back to Egypt, son. You're not that way no more. There's something different about you. God has called you. God has filled you. And he ain't going to let you enjoy that no more. But you stubborn. You stubborn, got a head like a mule. I mean, just... uh, You come back to church and get around people that's been walking in the light. And there's something about people that walk in the light. They've got the presence of God with them. Moses came off that mountain. He'd been walking in the light, and his whole face glowed. Kind of like Jordan's is doing right now. Amen. Brother Donnie, they went to the ball game yesterday. Well, his is glowing too. Look at there. Amen. Donnie, the red-faced Christian. He could, he could lead a shiny sleigh. Amen. They need him at Christmas. Out of there corrupting my daughter. Wrote on, my, wrote on my wall in my office, if you want to walk on the street of gold, if you want to walk on the pearly gates, you got to know the password. And she wrote under there, Roll Tide Roll. Amen. That's all right. She's on restriction. Amen. Man, people that's been in God's presence, it's all over them. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? You've seen it. Man, he come out of God's presence and his face was gone. Matter of fact, he had to put a veil over his face. And people that have been in God's presence, when they get around people that ain't, now it's not bad for the people that have been because they want everybody else to be as happy as they are. But the people that's been out of God's presence, they want everybody else to be as miserable as they are. Amen. We can't walk. We have problems this way if we ain't right this way. Amen? What's going to block our fellowship? A, let me give you these two things we're going to pray. A, write this down. The associates we choose. Be careful. Say that with me. Say it again. Be careful with the people you choose to hang around. The Bible says this. He that walketh with wise men shall be wise. This is Proverbs thirteen twenty, by the way. He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools, read it with me, shall, you make the choice. You know what I heard a long time ago? You can't pick your family, but you can pick your friends. Oh, these young people need to hear this. No, you're not getting it. You need to hear it. I've seen people get saved and doing great. Doing great. And then, oh, so and so come by. Boy, I hadn't seen him and and, and it was a good thing. I wish you still hadn't seen him. Because he ain't changed. He's still in that old way. And you thought that you could just hang and, 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 and it don't work. Let me say this. I used to think, when I was reading my Bible when I was a little bitty kid, and I was was reading the verses where God said, when they went into the promised land, when they went into Canaan, when God said, destroy everything. I used to think that was the cruelest thing I've ever read in my life. Why? Why did God want them to destroy the whole nation? I mean, everybody. Because God knew this. And they, by the way, they didn't do it. They didn't do what he said, and they paid for it. He said, when you go into Canaan, the greatest thing that you have to beware of is becoming like them. You know what the hardest thing is for a Christian? Conforming to this world. It says, be not conformed to this world, but be ye by the renewing of your mind. It's amazing. You can raise your children and tell them this and tell them that and tell them this and tell them that and then they get out in Egypt's atmosphere. And they come home and say stuff and say, where would you hear that from? Who told you that? Where would you hear that from? Why do you want to? Something foreign comes into your household. Are you all with me? Be careful who you associate with. Listen, God has put a great place here. And and listen, we're doing things now to promote fellowship so you can have new friends, new associations, new people. Last week, last week we had We had in the church, the last names A, B, C, and D. A, B, C, and D. Uh, Members, and and, and we fellowship had a meal and got together and had a wonderful time. It was incredible. People that were real shy and laid back, and even they got involved and they're looking for fellowship. How many of y'all know everybody needs a friend? Listen. Let's do everything we can. You say, "Well, what can I do?" All right, what's the what's the this is the deal? This is the deal. What can I do about this deal? All right, take advantage of the opportunities that's given you. When we have these things, when we have these 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 meetings and 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 times of fellowship, uh, church, hello, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. That's a great way to. What do you mean? We can fellowship around worship. Some of the best times of worship in my life have been around other people listen, in the presence of God with me. Show up. Be faithful. And then when we have opportunities like we're having today, show up and be there. Now let me say this and we're, we're done. Shut your books, shut your notes, shut your everything and look up at me. Everybody look up at me. This is the last thing I want you to hear. And then we're going to pray. Everybody, I, I got everybody's attention. Look this way. Look this way, Everybody. Hey, Uncle Chuck, I didn't even see you back. He got home. All right. Amen. All right. I got everybody's attention. Look this way. Look this way. Look this way. Hello. The Bible says, if a man wants friends, he must. What does that mean? What's it mean? Be a friend. Watch this. Man went out to find a friend. He went high and low, far and wide. Couldn't find a friend. He went out the second day to be a friend. He found him everywhere he went. If you will make up your mind that you're going to go to be a friend, you will never ever lack say, Preacher, I, I, still, I still don't feel like I need it. Okay, let me put it to you this way. It may, I don't believe you, but let's just say you're right. Say you don't need the fellowship, but I will say this. The fellowship sure needs you. Give the Lord praise and glory. Oh, I'm good enough. I don't need it. I tell you, I'm strong enough. I don't need it. Well, let's look at it a different way. It may not be that you need them. But I tell you what, we sure need you. Church, say amen. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for your blessings and your mercy. God, I thank you for everyone that's here today. God, I, Lord, I, I don't want our, our people to be like that line when truth is staring them right in the face. They just don't get it. God, our young people, it's so critical that they find people that are stronger than they are in their weaknesses. Lord, I don't need to be hanging around people that's just as weak as I am in areas of my life. I need to be hanging around people that are stronger in those areas to make me stronger. God, help them to get it. Help them to get it. As every head's bowed and every eye closed, if you're here today, every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking around.